Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Green Magic, Green Medicine, with your host, Ms. Susan Wee. We're still in the midst of our discussion of the 13 sacred trees. We will be back in just a moment. Thank you. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Green Magic and Green Medicine with your host, Susan. Weed, and I see she is in the queue. We've been discussing for quite a while now the 13 sacred trees, and I'll turn her mic on. Welcome, Susan. Welcome, green blessings. How are you this evening? Very well. A little bit tired, but but doing well. I've been I've have had a new job. I don't I don't remember if I mentioned that last time. I've been working at a natural food uh, market type of store recently. So I've I've gotten off the construction hamster wheel, and now I talk to people and sell them herbs and organic produce or whatever. It's it's pretty interesting, and not too intense. Well, that is very interesting. That's great. <laughs> that is and that is so certainly I've learned a show that I share with people. You know, so, <laughs> I you was know, wondering. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> you should put it in and your, your name resume. Comes yes, up. People, people know when I say, "Oh, we, we have play. Susan Weed on our network." Some some of the the ladies that come in to get uh, nettle or or something or in a big bag, and it's pretty cheap. The place doesn't gouge people at all. But uh, and then you know they sell other things. They sell produce. They sell oils. It's just this kind of little natural market store. So it's it's been an interesting experience in meeting other people in the in the community and, and stuff like that. And so. That too, it's a really wonderful focal place to be, to um, to be. At a, I always looked at it was I was working in health food stores, as being in the place of being able to really congratulate people because you could see them through changes in their lives. Yes. In and fact, I once over a year period. I kept kind of notes of who I saw and follow-up and so on, just over the counter of the health food store, with a woman who was working at a clinic as a nurse in New York City. And I had better patient response and follow-up than she did, because if what I suggested didn't work, they came back anyhow for their yogurt and brown rice. <laughs> right, and that's a very similar type of store. They have those other items you can buy. They also do the supplements, but they also do... Uh, things like the oils, but they do also just do the the loose, like apothecary herbs. They do the produce. They do the, you know, or whatever a you know a thing of yeah, real, or, or, real or food, real healing, real so. herbs. How delicious and how wonderful and how great to be living in a country where we have all this and we have the freedom to do this. And that you and I can talk about this, and there could be a store that sells it, and providers that provide it. That you know that I don't have to say, oh, the only way to get nettle is to go out and get it yourself. And so sorry, it's too late this year; you can't get any. I can say, get in touch with this place or that place, or go to this store or that store. And anybody who's interested in trying nettle infusion, which I was talking about this weekend at the first annual Pacific Northwest Herbal Symposium. Mm. All right, they can just go get some metal. <laughs> yeah, because it, it was funny. It reminded me. It made me think of this show when we ran out of red clover. I remember we talked about red clover one time, and it, it, it became popular for for a bit in the store, and then we, we ran out, and it made me think, oh, yeah, I remember us talking about red clover. <laughs> well, it, it, much as I would like to take credit for that, um, it was more that there were two very bad years on the farms, with red clover and especially organic red clover. And mm. so the the market, in fact, had virtually no organic red clover and very little regular red clover for a couple of years. But we're back <clears throat> into a good space with red clover. The price has come down from those all-time highs when it was so difficult to get, although it's still mm. not back to the pre-hard times prices. I was uh, saying that I did a, a workshop out at that uh a symposium called Nettle Does What? And uh, not not only did I talk about a slew of things that Nettle does, for instance, in South America, it's considered an anti-cancer herb. Um, it has a growing scientific reputation for reversing type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. It is certainly an herb capable of restoring uh, adrenal functioning, kidney functioning, incredible for the kidneys and the adrenals. And that then leads to a whole slew of other health benefits because when the adrenals are functioning well, then the cardiovascular system functions well. 
And when blood sugar is kept moderated, then the brain is less likely to move to dementia and Alzheimer's. So, uh, in fact, there were over 50 people at the workshop, and we went around the circle, each sharing a nettle story, and I would say about 95% of the people there had uh, something wonderful to say about nettle. And, of course, every part of the nettle can be used. There was someone there with a nettle bag. She gave me this beautiful um, over-the-shoulder bag made of nettle, and it was the finest, softest material. She thought it might have been admixed perhaps with a little linen, just a lovely bag. So the the fibers of the nettle as as material, we talked about the use of nettle seeds and how to uh, use them to improve one's diet. Uh, Ryan Drum was suggesting that they were better green than dried. And I come home to a whole lot of green nettle seeds out there. So I'm going to go with the apprentices in the next couple of days and harvest some green nettle seeds and start experimenting with that. And how wonderful uh, for someone who's been using nettle as part of her practically daily life for over 30 years to find a a whole new way of using a plant that is so amazingly versatile. Of course, yes, cooking it, eating it as soup, but also people using the root and the root as a tincture. One of the uh, herbalists, Amanda McQuaid, said that she thought that saw palmetto and nettle root were wonderful partners together and that when she was helping men who were having prostate problems, that was one of her favorite combinations was nettle root and saw palmetto berry. Oh, okay. Yeah, both in both in tincture form. So uh, if any of the men managed to get as far as the health food store and, and managed to ask for help, I always found there were a lot more women coming in and asking for help than men. That's, that's very, still- very true. That's been my experience <laughs> of just being there for about a week or so. It's been my experience. The men come in and ask for a couple specific things. But my personal favorite is there's a great, uh, and again, I'm not getting paid for any of this, folks, but there's a great a local kombucha maker. It's on tap, six flavors. There's a Ooh, six flavor. On kombucha tap kombucha. kombucha. All right. That's the way to live. are my favorite. <laughs> Which one is your favorite? The double ginger. <clears throat> double, double ginger. ginger. That'll get you through a late shift. Yeah, it's very nice. But yeah, I'm really enjoying the new job, and its hours aren't too intense. They're not too stressing, and they don't interfere with music or or this. So it's it's, it's been interesting. It's less money. I was an electrician before, but gosh, like the joy factor is just like I'm just in natural medicine conversations all day, and I, and I'm, I also bow down. You know, we have experts there, you know, the wise woman that owns the place, and I go to her when I have a question, you know, so it's a, but it's it's, it's fascinating. I'm really enjoying it. Yes, indeed. The, the dance and the game of health and disease, yeah. and the movement back and forth between those things that we experience. Is uh, is a, a wonderful source of joy. Although when one thinks of it, one wouldn't think so. But but being in it, um, it truly is. Is one of the flavors of kombucha elder? Um, I would have to look at that. Now they do sell. I know they sell elder and they sell elder syrup and stuff like that. Uh, but. Um, he has a couple unique ones. He's he's got the anise one that kind of tastes like licorice. Uh, he's got a couple unique ones, and, and they rotate. 
So I haven't seen the entire chart of which ones are going to rotate yet. I've just seen what uh-huh. they have. And as it gets colder, that elder will uh, make an appearance. And elder is the tree of the 13th moon. Uh-huh. <laughs> as you say, we have been going through the trees of the 13 moons, the ogum of the 13 moons, for many a moon now, in fact, since, what, last December? Something like that, right around there, November, December. <laughs> November, December, so nearly a year it has yeah. taken us to move through the trees of the 13 moons and us, you know, see how long we can spend with Elder because, gosh, you know, I'm feeling that, that kind of heartache that that comes when one knows one's near the end of something. So uh, we will savor Elder, and Elder certainly is to be saved, savored, Ruiz. Elder, and truly it means the elder, the older one, the wise one. The elder wand is used for wisdom. And when you are wise enough to have an elder wand, ah, because, you know, here's the thing. Now, we have not talked very much about magic wands as we've been talking about the trees of the 13 moons, but if you're of a magical bent, you will have noted the clues that I dropped here and there about using these woods and these trees for certain magical purposes. But let me be a little more explicit here. If we are asking a piece of wood to be a focus of our intention, which is what magic is, then it is important and needful that we are in relationship with a living tree who offers us a living part of itself with which to make our magic wand. I have seen lovely sticks picked up from the ground, nicely decorated, charged, and so on, but it's not actually a magic wand because the life of the tree must hear the intention before the magic wand is harvested. And because to be a person of power and to be a person of intention, we must understand that sometimes we must humble ourselves and ask other living things to give us part of themselves. So when we are at the tree of the 13th moon, we come to the wisdom of the magic wand and the great, great fear of elder wood. No tree that we have looked at is more revered with fear than elder. Elder has long, long in the imagination in Europe held a very, very special place, and not just Europe. Old Europe, New Europe, Russia, all through the areas where Elder grows, there is a woman who lives in the Elder. Her name is Eldamore. Her name is Legion. There is a woman who lives in the elder and she is an old woman and she's a cranky old woman and she's an old woman who likes to share 
one of my first grown-up experiences with the plants has to do with both myself and my young daughter of four years old getting strep throat. We were living in an isolated cabin deep in the woods without telephone, although we did have electricity, and we were sick. We were very, very sick. I did not know what we were sick with, but we were too sick to drive anywhere. We were too sick to do anything except tend to each other, cry on each other's shoulders. And every now and then I would totter to the kitchen to make us some hot tea, my young daughter and I. Now, I had a friend then who was very interested in herbal medicine, and she and I studied herbal medicine together because there really wasn't anybody to study with. We found a few books by Julietta Bertley-Levy and Yule Gibbons that we were using, and a few other people bit by bit. And we were often in touch. I would often walk over to her house, and her house was across the mountain from mine. It was a long drive around from our houses, but you could go across the mountain, and it was pretty short. And after a couple of days had passed, and she hadn't seen me, she drove around, and she found me and my young daughter very, very sick in bed, and she didn't know what to do. So she went outside, and she went, and she sat under an elder tree that was growing near where I was living. Now, in the northeast part of the United States, elder never really gets to be what you might call a tree. Not even really, well, all right, a shrub, but, you know, it just has a really hard time with the deep, deep winters that we have, and it frost kills back by at least a third each year and sometimes even more, and that's true whether you have a cultivated elder or a wild elder. So where I live, they they are early to uh, be frosted, and so not very tree-like at all. But she sat by this, by this shrub. Right. And she was crying. And she was very distressed that she could see that I was so sick and my daughter was so sick and perhaps you're thinking, well, why didn't she just pack you in the car and take you off to some emergency room? Because that's not what she and I were interested in. What she and I were interested in was seeing if the answer would come to us if we didn't do the ordinary thing. And so instead of doing that ordinary thing, she went outside, she sat under an elder bush, and she cried. <clears throat> and Elder Moore heard her tears. Elder Moore wrapped her arms around her, and she said, Ray, I will help you and your friend Susan. And she whispered in Ray's ear, what to do, what part to pick, how to use it, how to prepare it. And that's what Ray did. She listened to what the elder told her. She listened to the words of the woman in the elder, and she followed her instructions exactly. She did exactly what Eldermore told her to do. And she gave what she had made to my daughter and I. And within 24 hours, we were well on the route to recovery. 
they say that if you take part of the elder without asking permission, you're going to get sick. In fact, elder has a lot of, I don't know, we might say almost kind of mean or or strange or, or odd kinds of things associated with it. It said that the elder grows wherever the witch lives. Now, that might be true. Since witches, of course, were wise women and herbalists, they might very well have an elder tree by their door. Elder is the wood that the hearse driver carries as his whip. Is that a bit of a magic wand, then, for the hearse driver to have a whip handle made of elder wood? It is not safe to sleep by an elder tree, and I'm sure there are those who would have told my friend Ray, don't go and sit under the elder tree, because you cannot trust that old witch, that old crone, Elder Moore. <clears throat> if you are not kind to her, she will hurt you, and yet... How much we wish that all women would learn that lesson, that they must be fierce in their demands that others are kind to them. It is said that that the elder is so fierce that it wards off evil, and so which or not, how wise to plant elder by your door. Perhaps it will attract the wise women and drive off that which is not. No, it's not safe to sleep under it, but if you do, ignore that advice and sleep under it, especially on summer solstice, which would be the worst possible time to sleep under an elder bush because then you are going to be taken off to fairyland. So do not do it. Don't sleep under the elder. Don't sleep under the elder on summer solstice or, well, you will have quite the adventure and we know you don't want that at all. It said that Judas hanged himself on an elder tree. Some authors have asked if that's in the way of a joke. Since even in Europe where elder can grow tall and barky like a tree, it's not really a big, thick tree with big, thick branches. Let me tell you how mm, retiring and perhaps shy an elder tree, and I mean a real elder tree could be. I was in Germany, and I was with a a group of women, and we were doing a weed walk, and we had uh, ducked into an alleyway because there were a lot of wonderful weeds growing in that alleyway, and fair dock was there, Uh, the yellow dock as well as the burdock. And there were ever so many wonderful plants that we were talking about. We must have had been in that place for, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes. And I said, you know, let's move. We've been standing here for such a long time. And not that we're done talking about the plants, but let's just move on. And someone said, aren't you going to talk about the elder? And I said, elder, what elder? Looking, of course, for a shrub, a bush that I could sleep under. And she said, the elder that you are touching. And sure enough, I was standing by a a, a barked pole. And it was not even as, big in diameter as a stovepipe. Right. Which nonetheless went up three stories. Mm. So, so different than the elder that I was used to. But sure and sure, when I looked up, I could see 
those pinnate leaves of the elder. You know, most trees have a pretty simple leaf. We think about the trees that we have talked about in the trees of the 13 moons, right? We started with the birch tree, and that has a simple leaf. And in the middle was the oak tree with a very simple leaf, the holly tree with its simple leaf, the willow tree with its simple leaf, the hazel and the grapevine and the ivy with their simple leaves. And although we have had ash and mountain ash, which have compound leaves, that compound leaf is here on the tree of the 13 moons to remind us at the very end of this that this has all been about individuals gathering together to work as one and to bring about something far greater than any one person could conceive of or do. The more I hear and read about the Mars missions that are planned for the next 15 or 20 years, the more I exalt in being a human who could come together with other humans to do almost unimaginable things. This, of course, is one of the messages of Elder. To pervade, to prevail, to be superior, not in the sense of over or better than, but to be one's own superior self, to be the most of oneself that one can be. We started at the first new moon after the winter solstice, and so elder is the tree of the winter solstice. It is a wood that is hollow. Not the trunk, but the branches, especially the smaller branches, are, if not hollow, pissy, and that piss easily removed, leaving a very useful, open, reed-like thing that can be used, like the reed, our tree of the twelfth moon, to make pipes. And I do mean pipes, all kinds of pipes. Certainly pan pipes, which are made of reed as well as elder and bamboo and a great variety of other materials that are hollow and that we can blow through. But the music comes here with the reed and the elder very strongly at the end of this ogham and very strongly as we move into that dark time of the year that we want to have the song, we want to have the music there for us. Pipes as well, uh, pipe stems for smoking because people have, for as far back as we know, smoked plant material. It's one of those interesting things that humans very much like to do is to play around with fire, and especially to play around with inhaling fire. 
We live in a time when inhaling fire has been rather demonized indeed because of its association with tobacco. But we can uncouple that association from tobacco and bring it back to other plants. We will see that worldwide people have used the inhalations from burning herbs to actually help lung conditions. And pipes are the ideal way to dispense and dose herbs that we want, particularly the vapors of, to be taken down into the lungs to help with what's going on there. Certainly, I am not saying that tobacco is healthy, although remember that when tobacco was first sold, it was advertised by doctors who said that it would help with breathing problems. They weren't lying. That's what they knew about inhaling burning herb. And this seemed to be the queen, the king of all of the herbs uh, in terms of inhaling. We still, to this day, don't really know. Is it the tobacco? Is it the way the tobacco is grown? Is it the things that are added to the tobacco? I certainly know a great many Native people who've grown their own wild tobacco and don't seem to have the same problems with it that people do with the packaged cigarettes. I also know a great many Native people who smoke packaged cigarettes and have exactly the same problems that everyone else does with that. Exactly, Susan. And my guitar player, Laramay, is Cherokee and was one time an interim chief. And he said what they do is to communicate with plants. They mix it with a tobacco powder. And and he said that helps you in your meditation to communicate with the plant so that the plant tells you what it can do. There's a lot of great tobacco history with those traditions. And it's been, to me, it's been demonized. And and I don't smoke in any way like that. but, But he still does it like a little bit, like a pipe every now and again. But he's like, yeah, for a relaxation pipe or a conversation pipe. He's like, not all the day with the with the with the Marlboro cigarettes and all that kind of thing. It has a spiritual meaning and a, and a, and a, and a connection. Exactly, <clears throat> exactly, and and so the elder providing that thing through which we can draw that smoke has that same. Spiritual elan. Yeah. Right. It's as though the elder is what allows us to inhale the spirit of the plant, the smoke of the plant. Yeah. And perhaps that should be the note that we leave on since tick, tick. And <laughs> <laughs> There goes our half hour. So quick. So quick. But we'll be back together again next Tuesday and focus in on, oh, perhaps we will focus in on that connection between the elder and the fairies, and perhaps we'll look a little bit deeper into elder medicine. Okay, well, that sounds great. Thank you so much for providing this space for me to reweave the healing cloak of the ancients and to restore herbal medicine as people's medicine the medicine that you just go to your corner store and talk to your clerk about, and wow, you can go home with stinging nettles. Thank you so much for all you do. And thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. See you next week. Green blessings. Good night. All right. You've been listening to Green Magic, Green Medicine with Susan Weed, the Master Herbalist. 
Of course, the information is here on the page. Click, she has some books out there that's directly linked here. The Wise Woman Center and so many other things. Thank you all and have a great evening. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Well, see now, I can... Right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.